0: Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the The Squad squad Ghouls. ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things Mm -hmm. all the time.
1: And it's getting into creepy season.
0: I can't wait.
1: The the rule in our house is well we have a whole bunch of Halloween decorations that stay up all year round anyway so at this point they're just house (laughs) decorations Um, but the rule is I can put the Halloween wreath on the front door on August 1st.
0: Oh. That's really soon.
1: That's the, the compromise. Yeah, it's in what, two days, three days? Yep. Three days.
0: I hope you have like a, a grand like annual party for it. No, I wish <laughs> I did, but
1: I don't. And especially
0: with... National Halloween wreath uh, hanging day.
1: <laughs> it's the compromise. And really by compromise, it's... I figured out it'll piss Jared off less if I put it up on August 1st. Otherwise, it would just be up like June 1st.
0: But... <laughs> that's amazing relationships
1: are about compromise exactly like he's glaring at me for saying that right now
0: (laughs) well but it's true
1: oh yeah i have a joke for you brie i'm ready when is it bad luck to be followed by a black cat (laughs) i don't know when you're a mouse
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy That's a good one. Well, I have one for you. Okay. Why did the Cyclops give up teaching?
1: I don't know. Why did he?
0: Because he only had one pupil.
1: Ah! (laughs) Okay, that's a good one.
0: That was a good one.
1: That's a good one. I was waiting
0: to use that one. Well done. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Should we get in our booze news?
1: Booze Booze news.
0: Booze news.
1: All right. So a couple of... Exciting things coming up. So, we got our first look front when turn Oh, jeeps, I can't speak. We got our first look at via photo images and principal photography of the new Ryan Murphy series, Ratchet.
0: I cannot wait. I
1: know. And it's going to be premiering on Netflix on September 18th. So, for those that are unaware, It actually stars Sarah Paulson and several other folks from the American Horror Story series. And it is the backstory, the origin story, if you will, of Nurse Mildred Ratched.
0: I can't wait. From
1: One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest, which is one of the greatest films of all time. Yes. Fight me. It's so good.
0: I'm not going to fight you. Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's heartbreaking. It's funny. It's got all the feels. So I'm really excited for this series. And it's coming up soon september 18th oh wow yeah that's fast that's way fast
0: i'm happy that it's on netflix so i could just binge the whole thing yeah man <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about that
1: we are and also jordan peele and Issa ray oh i love her i, I do and too I love him. <laughs> right they're teaming up on a new project with universal called sinkhole oh Uh, so apparently this is the story of a young family that moves into their dream home with the exception of you know the giant sinkhole in their backyard oh that's um yeah and it sounds (laughs) from what i read on bloody disgusting it sounds like it's going to be very similar to pet cemetery or it has pet cemetery vibes where Hmm. you know things that go wrong get fixed via this magic sinkhole and so forth but apparently there's someone in
0: Oh, yeah, should be
1: interesting. Oh, I like it. Mm hmm. That sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing that I have for you is before uh, I think you've got some news too. Yes. The uh, newest production of The Witches wrapped last year with Warner Brothers and it just got a rating from the MPAA. It is rated PG. Really? Yeah, which I disagree with because, automatic, I mean, straight off the bat, that movie traumatized me. As a yeah, kid. I
0: was going to say. Was what the original ones from ninety? I would say more like PG thirteen.
1: Yeah, I, and I'm sorry if you're not traumatized by the movie The Witches. Did you even have a childhood? I don't right. think you did. I think you missed out.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's because I like read the book first. I don't know.
1: I I remember seeing the movie when I was a small kid. Oh, okay. And it was before I even knew that it was based on a book, and I had nightmares when Angelica Houston. Pulls all of her,
0: oh all yeah, the stuff off of her face. All when her they skin when off. they all do, yeah, in that big <laughs> hotel con- like ballroom, witches convention. Yep, turning little children into mice. Oh god, that was terrifying,
1: so <laughs> terrifying. So yes, it's PG. Jury's out on uh, how good it's gonna be. Well,
0: fine, we will find out well um a little bit of sad news Mm -hmm. uh a quiet place part two has been bumped all the way to april 23rd (gasps) 2021 yeah so it's a full year after its initial set for release so that's kind of a bummer Uh, everything's getting pushed back (laughs) really sucks um but um elizabeth moss like she's busy i don't i don't know (laughs) Her agent is really good.
1: I hope that she's. She's having them a great year. A nice fruit basket. Yes, for the holidays.
0: Well, uh, Variety uh, announced that Moss is uh, set to star and uh, executive produce a series adaptation of the novel The uh, The Shining Girls, and it's going to be on Apple.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited. For so this. Uh,
0: she'll star as a uh, Chicago reporter who survived a brutal assault, only to find her reality shifting as she hunts down her attacker. Oh la la! She, she's busy. She real uh, busy. but I like it though.
1: I'm here for this. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then uh, Lookout Entertainment is working with uh, Churnin Entertainment on a new series based on R.L. Stein's The Babysitter oh, book series. Oh, I'm so
1: excited for this.
0: Yeah. Man, those books kind of like made me sleep with the lights on sometimes.
1: So the my <laughs> my absolute favorite, because as a, as a kid in elementary school, I read all of the Goosebumps books. And there's a picture of me somewhere in the newspaper and... It's a million years old, so I'm sure my mom probably still has it somewhere. But there's a picture of me at a school book fair, and I'm holding a huge pile of Goosebump books, and I can barely get my little chin over it. I think I was maybe in the third or fourth grade at the time, and that's when my mom really started getting scared. But then growing into adolescence, the Fear Street books... Those ones were so good. Yep. So good.
0: Well, and a lot of those, uh the Just Beyond series is going to Disney Plus. Um, also a trilogy from the Fear Street, and then a brand new Goosebumps live action series. Ooh.
1: Did you watch the Goosebumps uh TV series when you were a kid? I did. It was good. And Saturday morning was the most perfect lineup because it was uh goosebumps and then they had eerie Indiana after it.
0: Oh, I loved eerie, eerie Indiana. Indiana. was so good. Oh my gosh.
1: And have you ever gone back? I know you watched these as a kid. You watched the Are You Afraid of the Dark
0: series as of a kid. Of I course I did.
1: Did you watch the reboot that just came out, I think last year? No. Don't waste your time.
0: Okay. But have cool. you
1: gone back and rewatched <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you gone back and rewatched any of the Are You Afraid of the Dark shows as an adult? no it's they're kind of spooky they're hmm. still kind of spooky
0: you may have to do that and then also talk about it yeah we're just adding things onto our list <laughs> 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 just as it comes along right <laughs> well i wanted to share uh, some more uh creators of color with mm-hmm. you well, well not with just you but with everybody <laughs> <laughs> um so we have hard decora Um, and they create apparel and illustrations with little cute designs. Uh, they're based in Chicago. Um, their prints often, uh, feature, uh, weaponry motifs. But the cool thing is, is 25% of the profi- profits are going uh, to their Black Alt uh, Fashion Fist shirt and a button that will be uh, donated to the uh, NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Black Lives Matter, and Black Visions Collective.
1: Quickly, Google's hard to to figure <laughs> out. What
0: I gotta I'm say, it's in. a really cool shirt. I don't know if they still have a lot left, but...
1: Oh, I love that the headline is be aggressively cute.
0: Yeah. I like it. They have really cute stuff. I like how when I'm like mentioning the stuff, you're going online.
1: Oh, this is total like, (laughs) it's total kawaii type stuff. Yes. So it's like all the, no wonder you like this. Everything's pink.
0: You're welcome.
1: I hate pink.
0: But still, you're welcome. I'm going
1: to find the least (laughs) pink thing on here and support.
0: well oh look there's some, a comic
1: book there you go That's, is it is it pink <laughs> barely
0: <laughs> well there's some more stuff so i have uh also is it pink no there's actually some a lot of black okay good i'm back. okay so this company is called dolby mm-hmm. and they specialize in creating lolita fashion for Ooh. all sizes they actually go up to 6x oh wow which is pretty cool and like the first actually picture of what they have that I saw was purple and black, so Ooh, I think you'll like that.
1: Okay, I'm sold.
0: <laughs> and they're also based in LA;
1: they're based out here. Oh, they're in our backyard.
0: So, yeah, check them out. Um, also, fantastic grim jewelry. Now I have ordered from them before. Oh, fantastic grim. You sure have. Oh, cool. I I have to get on the bandwagon. I was looking, and I was trying not to fill the um the cart. <laughs> There's it's some really stuff. cute stuff. stuff. But yeah, I like how it's all based around fairy tales and fantasy, but they still kind of lean, you know, their designs towards like classic and gothic styles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please check them out and please support.
1: Yep. If if you're anything like me and you go to Ren Fairs and any other weird conventions and such, they've got good stuff. <laughs>
0: Well, well I, I wanted to go to a Ren Fair this year, but that's y- not happening.
1: You know, what's really sad is uh, the Ren Fair out here in Pas- Pasadena? No, it's in Irwindale. Yes, Irwindale. Irwindale? Irwindale. Okay. Yeah, in Irwindale, which is Pasadena Light, it's next door. They uh, were actually having a monster themed day this year. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so mad. Okay.
1: Just just one more thing that made twenty twenty the perfect
0: (laughs) year. Like
1: the the cosmos had aligned.
0: Everything was supposed to be amazing. Everybody yeah, like everybody thought like 2020, like this is this is the year. Everything's gonna be awesome. It was gonna be
1: great. Halloween was on a Saturday.
0: Yep. (laughs) And we up. But you know what? It It still is. (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. It's still on a Saturday. Something. Just wear a mask because what
1: what better way to celebrate Halloween than wearing a mask? Exactly. Monsters love masks.
0: And if I put on a mask, that means I don't have to do too much makeup. So it's cool.
1: Oh, that's very true. (laughs) Well, this episode, we are doing another movie review and we picked The
0: Relic. Yeah.
1: So for those that didn't know, this is actually available via video on demand. It's yet another film that's been screened in drive-ins and you know pop-up theaters across the country and any of the social distancing backyard projector films and such and i actually was really excited about this movie for a couple of reasons Mm -hmm. one it holds a pretty solid rating on rotten tomatoes i think it was a 92 the last time i checked yes um i don't know if it's moved from there at all because i checked like a week or two ago but it holds a really strong rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It is directed by and written by a woman. hmm And the primary cast, all of the main characters, are all women. And it is a female-centric story.
0: And a really good female cast, too. A phenomenal female <laughs> cast. Seriously.
1: Yep. So it was directed by Natalie Erica James, which I think the only other film of hers that I saw was... The movie Crestwood? No, Crestwick. <laughs> Crestwick. That was the movie that I saw. And similar kind of plot to this one. It was really, really creepy. Yes. It's uh same thing. A, a woman who starts to have a father that's aging and has to care for him. And then a whole bunch of really weird things happen in their home.
0: Oh, I see the theme here.
1: Right? There's a... There's a theme here and I, well, I'll let you go into the plot, but directed, <laughs> directed by Natalie Erica James. She's a phenomenal filmmaker. It was also produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. He was one of the producers yeah, on it, which... When I
0: looked it up, I was like, oh, hey. Right. Because, you know, he cute. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and it stars Emily Mortimer, who I've, I've loved in many yes. of her films. She's great. Robin Nevin and Bella Heathcote, who I didn't realize that Bella Heathcote could really act. I have yeah. I've not been a huge fan of some of her films. Well, I
0: think it was just I haven't seen her. I have to say, until this movie, I haven't really seen her in a lot where you can really see that. Yeah. You know, coming out of her. So she was she I'm hasn't really. She in this one.
1: Yeah, to your point, she hasn't really been given a role where she could showcase a a character with a lot of depth and dimension. Right. And in this one, especially because the cast is so small, it's three women and a couple of ancillary characters here and there, mm-hmm. but it's primarily women.
0: Yeah. And, and just like you said, that was something that I really loved about this too. Yep. A, a lot. <laughs> but anyway, I'll get into the plots. Um, so, um, but Well, to kind of sum it up a little bit, um, basically, it's, you know, this movie, it stars three generations of adult women grappling with, you know, Edna's encroaching Alzheimer's, which, as everybody knows, is, like, such a difficult, like, disease to deal with. It is. It- if you haven't experienced it, I have experienced it. Same. So, like, watching this movie, I really felt... You know how they were feeling, how how Kay and Sam, you know, were <laughs> were feeling about you know uh, Kay's mother Edna, like you know going through this. And
1: it's so odd, and I really I felt like Natalie did a great job of building up a lot of the small nuances yes. of dealing with a loved one with dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for me, it was my my grandmother, my paternal grandmother had it, and there were all of these little signs looking back on it because I was—I think I was 17 when she was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize a lot of it at the time. It was just weird things like she would write our phone numbers down and we would find them in weird places in the house. Yeah. And she would ask the same questions over and over. I think there was one, one time when she called my mom, my brother, and I a collective of 22 times in one day for, for various things and it, and telling the same stories over and over Mm -hmm. and, and just the loss of all of, of memory in general, but all of these little things that we didn't put together until, you know, she had a really big incident. She had a fall and then she ended up thinking that I was coming over to her house that day when I wasn't, we hadn't even talked and she was making this huge vat of macaroni and cheese. Oh, like that is more macaroni and cheese than an entire army could eat in a I lifetime.
0: Mean, also, you know, ooh. but also
1: yum. <laughs> uh, but she, she ended up while she was cooking, she fell and, and hit her head and her landlord ended up oh finding gosh. her. But that's when we got her into the hospital and they said, well, here's, here's what's going on. we ran some tests on her noggin and we've noticed this and this. And then they sent her off for more tests and that's when they diagnosed her. But, that's the piece that I actually that hit the hardest for me in this mm-hmm. film.
0: Yeah, me too. Were the
1: small little things that they put. Oh, and at one point when she becomes incontinent.
0: Oh yeah. Like that was. Yeah, it just. I've dealt with that.
1: Yep, and it. So I know. Yep. It, just
0: you know, just watching that and 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 they did it so well in this movie as well as 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 far as like the. Well, I mean, obviously not in this one, but like there was kind of like you could see that slow deterioration mm-hmm. like happening. Like little you know, like you said, just the little things that are, you know, coming. But anyway, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> get into the story. <laughs> so, um, Kay and her daughter Sam, they travel um to Kay's mother's uh home, Edna. And um when they get there, they've been told that, you know, she hasn't been seen by her neighbors, like, in a really long time, um, so, you know, Kay and Sam, they start kind of going through, and kind of, you know, cleaning up, they're seeing that, you know, the house is, you know, kind of, you know, dirty and dusty, there's, you know, fruit and food covered in mold, and locks on the doors, and then they notice, like, you know, little notes, um, you know, like, little reminders, um, and then they kind of, you know, realize that, you know, they haven't been in touch with her for a while. And so, you know, Edna's, they, they kind of realize that she's, you know, kind of suffering from a little uh, dementia or um, Alzheimer's. Um So like, she, you know, Kay gets really worried and she gets, you know, the police involved and everything. They haven't come to the house and, they're you know, they're searching for her, just trying to figure out where the heck she went. And, you know, again, a lot of us who have been through this, we know that someone who has dementia or Alzheimer's need to be watched because <laughs> mm-hmm. they can just go and disappear and not know where the heck they are. You won't be able to find them. They won't have a phone, nothing. So, I mean, I would probably be like, "Hey," and kind of freaking out as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as we're as they're doing the the search, uh, Sam kind of you know witnesses something. Um, she gets like these little nightmares about a um, a cabin where it contains like a, a rotting body, and there's like this old man, and he's like covered in mold, and it's really gross. <laughs> but it's like the same mold that they're seeing that's in um, her grandmother's house. Um, and so then one morning, Kay wakes up, and there's Edna. She's mm-hmm. in the kitchen surprise what are you guys doing in my house yeah I'm like who invited you guys <laughs> um but she doesn't you know she doesn't remember where she went and whenever you know Kay is trying to like ask her anything she's you know kind of like changing the subject and she just kind of starts to get like annoyed so she's like all right i'm just gonna leave her alone <laughs> which
1: is also a total yep characteristic of alzheimer's and dementia patients they get super irritable when you start probing them for info especially when it's things that they can't recall or or things that they just don't feel like answering
0: yeah i mean i i mean like i said i've been through that with my uh, family members my great aunt she um had dementia and like sometimes she would just get so angry and frustrated like you know because we're not in their shoes so we can't understand the frustration that they're going through where they're like, can't remembering you've got this person not, not so much badgering you, but like telling you like, Hey, no, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. This is how it is.
1: (laughs) I've, I've told Jared on a couple of occasions that if since it runs in my family, I can imagine that I'm probably slightly predisposed to it. Mm -hmm. Although I am not a geneticist, so I can't confirm. Right. (laughs) But I told him, you know, if this, if that comes for me and you're still around, I'd just let me go. Put me outside. I'll say goodbye to Peanut because she's going to live forever. So (laughs) I'll say goodbye to you and Peanut and just let me go wander outside. But I don't want to be... I can't imagine anything worse or more painful
0: to deal with as a person. Yeah. I mean, I've always said that too. Like I know cancer and there's other diseases that are absolutely terrible. But Mm -hmm. I've always said to myself like dementia and Alzheimer's. That's like... It has to be the worst. You're forgetting all your memories, everything. This
1: ain't the notebook. There is not somebody that's going to tell you your life story over and over and over again, and you're not going to remember it for three minutes. And like, this ain't the notebook. This is not a Nicholas Sparks novel. This is real life. It's not that romantic. It's terrible.
0: I mean, we can only dream for it to be that way, but...
1: But also, I, I personally, especially, I think for anyone who's ever watched... A family member die or anyone who's ever cared for a family member while they're dying, at least for me personally, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when as my dad was dying, I told Jared, I will never put anybody through that. He
0: Mm -hmm. was so
1: afraid of dying that he had my he was more than happy. And, you know, we had our own other issues, but he was more than happy to require my brother and I and like idiots, we did it to completely care for him as opposed to having other professionals come in and do it Mm -hmm. he didn't want to die alone even though it's what he deserved i'm sorry
0: there i said it
1: (laughs) uh i will never put that on a loved one never
0: so i was like just it's really hard
1: put me outside just let me go i'll hang with the raccoons Mm -hmm. in the backyard you probably have more fun (laughs)
0: i mean especially when you're at that point of your life right you know what I mean? mm-hmm. <laughs> probably at that point you're gonna think you're snow white right in, in the <laughs> wilderness talking Why to the animals these
1: critters cleaning my kitchen
0: <laughs> i'm just saying yeah. <laughs> but um so well anyway back into the story um so kay calls a doctor to come you know kind of check out enna and just make sure she's okay um you know and they're he's you know they're saying like yeah she's in good physical health but you know they noticed this like strange little black bruise on her chest that was she, creepy. yeah every time she touched that i like shuddered it just looked painful <laughs> it looked so painful it, it, it didn't look like she was okay no. I, if i was a doctor and i saw that i probably be like you know what maybe we should admit her right just to like you know overnight
1: this is not a simple bruise
0: you know what i mean like she was in the wilderness somewhere nobody knows what happened to her but they're like well she seems in good physical shape
1: we'll, we'll just let her stay home that's fine. fine except for this big old <laughs> black spot on her chest
0: <laughs> that looks like black mold yeah. <laughs> i just thought that was kind of weird but you know you ain't alone what, yeah <laughs> but you know the doctor does say that you know Kay and sam you know maybe they need to stay with her just to kind of check her out you know and see if they notice anything weird um and well this is the part where i was kind of like it where you know you can really see um the bond that sam has with edna um it kind of reminded me a little bit like my dynamic with my grandmother Mm -hmm. you know how we were like really really close and i could see for Sam, it was really hard. She had a struggle, you know, seeing her grandmother l- like that and kind of, like, being combative with her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the part, you know, where, you know, Edna gives her the, the family ring and, you know, and then you know, she's, like, telling her, like, oh, you're, you know, you're taking it from me. <laughs> she tries to take it back. Like,
1: that, that was, yep, that was my grandma. In, yeah, it was the, really sad. Yeah, in the the Alzheimer's home when we brought her christmas presents she's like just take them back with you because everybody's stealing from me they're just gonna steal them my grandma the nursing home's not stealing from you yeah nope they're just gonna steal it
0: Mm Mm-hmm. it's just it's so hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know so there's the you know that struggle you know with sam and her grandmother she's trying to do her best to help but you know realizes that it's yeah, you know, little, her, her friendship and, you know, with her grandmother's like kind of changed a little bit. Um, but, uh, Sam, uh, actually sums upon a sketchbook that is from Kay's, uh, dad, her grandfather. And it, you know, contains the, the cabin that, you know, that, uh, Kay's been dreaming about. And, um, you know, it reveals that the, uh, the cabin was like the first building on the property, you know, where, you know, the, uh, her great-grandfather had lived and and supposedly he died from dementia after being abandoned so he's all alone in this cabin and you know and it's kind. you can kind of see that you know the front door um, where the glass is like it's being slowly consumed by mold um and you know Kay starts to kind of witness you know this strange stuff that's happening into the house and it's like kind of going after Sam um And then after, you know, all these kind of like little weird things start, you know, happening, you know, Sam is still trying to, you know, kind of bond with her grandmother, even though she's still kind of like, you know, pushing her away. (laughs) Like even offering like, you know, I can stay here, I can live with you, take care of you. And, you know, she's like, No, and you know, this is the part where she snatched the ring and she's like, nah, get out of here. Mm which I've, I've been there. So I kind of know how Sam was feeling at that, you know, that part, Um, you know, and then, so Edna kind of realizes that, you know, Kay has this plan to, you know, put her in, you know, home care just so that, you know, someone can watch her because she knows that, you know, she can't do it by herself. Um, And then, and also Sam goes to visit like one of the neighbors and, You know, she's like, hey, how come you guys, like, you know, don't come over anymore? You usually come and, you know, hang out with my grandmother. And, you know, the neighbor, like, lets uh, Sam know that, you know, they were playing hide and seek. And Edna locked his son in the closet for hours and hours. (laughs) And didn't even realize that he was screaming to be let out. He didn't get let out until... You know, he came to, you know, come get him after, you know, being there for the whole day.
1: At this point in the movie, I thought it was going to take a completely different direction.
0: You know what? I did, too. I was like, oh, okay. Because we didn't really see much of the neighbors Mm-mm. until that. Like, they were at the beginning when they were, you know, asking where she was. And then all of a sudden, here we are in the middle. And then we hear this story about them locking the... Her locking the little boy in the closet. Well, and
1: I just <laughs> thought... I, I thought that it they were going to take a different direction with that piece of the story. I thought it was going to be as simple as Grandma Edna just is really going batshit and she mm-hmm. locked this kid in the closet. And then for whatever the reason, she tuned him out or she went and did whatever it was she was going to do and left him there.
0: Yeah. Well, and then after this, you know, Kay finds Edna, you know, walking outside and then she's eating photographs which i mean and i get it but well
1: i feel like nona started to do some of that weird shit too like okay toward, toward the end of it
0: i've never experienced that No, the part where she buries the photos mm-hmm. that part i got
1: yeah my my nona started to do all kinds of crazy stuff like that she would she, it almost like she regressed and developed pica and would just start eating and chewing on things. Hers was mostly pens because she did so many crossword puzzles. This was back when crossword puzzles were print,
0: right? <laughs> so, was, so it was
1: mostly chew on pens and pencils. Right. So I, I that part, I was like, man, this is this movie is spot freaking on mm-hmm. for what I experienced.
0: Yeah. It like I said, it it went a little bit further for me. I'm only experienced like a little bit, but mm-hmm. like actually seeing them go through, I was like, geez, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so, um, and after, you know, Kay finds her, they, she tries to, you know, say, tell Edna, you know, I'm going to move in with you, and, you know, I'm going to take care of you, like, you know, I want to be here for you, um, and then we cut to Sam, you know, f- trying to find some more clues and stuff to try to, like, you know, figure out what's going on, and she enters this uh, walk-in closet, and, you know discovers as she gets through it you know there's like a whole mold covered labyrinth within the house that just appeared (laughs) like some secret you know other side of the house um you know and she tries to get out and she kind of like gets a little lost and you know pretty much get you know gets kind of stuck um and she finds more notes by Edna like saying like you know like oh this is where i got lost and you know like so apparently you know that's where you know
1: goes into the upside down
0: basically that's what i was saying yeah she's in like the upside down of this house goes into the upside down (laughs) and like totally gets like sans demi organs oh gosh (laughs) and so she's you know in the upside down trying to get out meanwhile um you know kay uh um oh they're sitting at the i forgot that part they're sitting at the table and you know she kind of checks out again and she gets up and she just starts peeing on herself yeah she becomes that was rough yeah um so she goes to take you know edna and put her in the bath and she's coming back to try to um clean up the mess and she knows this black kind of like smoke in the pee? hmm Like, that was really weird. That was super weird. That was really weird. So, after she cleans, she comes back and then she notices Edna is stabbing that bruise with a knife. That totally made me cringe, by the way. Yeah, I was... <laughs>
1: Well, and when that started happening, I'm going, "Oh shit, is about to." get Yeah, real. I was like, "Oh, here we go,
0: here we go." Here's where we
1: move from <laughs> dementia into something far more sinister.
0: Yeah, like totally supernatural. But but I still, I still took it as, like I know they were making it like, you know, super sinister, like a demon almost taking care, taking over her, um, her body, but. I can still sense, it's like, okay, no, it's that black mold. It's the dementia or Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, like, taking over everything, kind of like a demon, so to speak.
1: I will tell you, Nona did not start stabbing herself at the end of her life. Okay, well, that's good. She missed that part. She
0: did not have a black bruise on her chest. No, no creepy
1: black bruise. Okay, cool. No stabbing (laughs) episodes. Thank God.
0: Good, good. (laughs) Well, um so as she's trying to make her stop and you know the the water is like overflowing everywhere so she's got to turn that off and she's trying to like you know get you know Edna and to make her stop and she starts running off but she notices like this the bruise is now like across her chest and on her arms you could see a little bit like on her face and you know you can kind of see you know, well, as Kay is, you know, trying to go after Edna and trying to help her, she ends up in the the, the walk-in closet area too, and there's this whole labyrinth basically, <laughs> and uh, Edna starts mutating and kind of revealing this like dark, scary body underneath the skin. <laughs> that part really, whew, that that got me. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was really gross. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's, you know, basically the, what Edna is going through is, you know, basically the same, you know, fate that, you know, Kay's great grandfather had in the cabin. Um, so Kay is trying to run away from Edna now cause she's completely a different person now. Not, well, I mean, I don't even want to call it, like, a person. <laughs> in the meantime, you know... Edna's
1: not home anymore.
0: Yeah, she she's not here.
1: No.
0: <laughs> she's not home. <laughs> she's she, a guy. Like- um, but uh, Sam is still trying to get out. She's, like, you know, trying to break through a wall to get through. And uh, she notices as she's coming through. You know, Kay is, you know, in the same area as her. And they're trying to fight Edna off. And you know, they're, they try to get out of the, the labyrinth and, you know, they, they're trying to escape the house and then Kay kind of realizes like, you know, all right I really, I really hurt her. You know, I don't want to leave her here like this. And so she, you know, she, she lays, you know, Edna on the bed, just trying to keep her calm as she's basically dying and uh k lays next to her on the bed and she she's telling sam to leave but sam comes back and and pretty much at the end of the movie we see sam pulling back uh k's shirt like on her back and you can start to see that she's also getting the same mold
1: but the weirdest part at the end is when Kay goes back and picks up Oh, yes. Yeah. This demon thing that has taken over her mom, because mm-hmm. when they're going through the upside down of the closet and they're trying to get out, it's it, like for all intents and purposes, it looks like every demon possession that you've seen in every horror movie mm-hmm. since the dawn of time with like the weird articulated movements and the, yeah. the the crawling and the skin starting to fall off oh, and that so part forth. Was so gross. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like every other textbook possession from every horror movie you've mm-hmm. ever seen. But the weird part at the very end, and this is the piece that I struggle with, because th- while this was a horror movie, mm-hmm. it also wasn't.
0: I, I would say it's more a thriller.
1: It's more of a thriller. And they so Kay leaves along with Sam, and then she kicks Sam out and says, No, I can't leave her. And t- you know, t- to your point, tells Sam to go, but and then locks the door on Sam. And when she goes to pick up her dying quote unquote mother, she takes her upstairs and she starts peeling the skin off of her.
0: Yeah, like, I
1: and then mm. and, well, and then you're just left with this completely black creature.
0: Like almost burned.
1: Yeah, uh, assumedly it's the the personification of the dementia that has completely consumed her mother. Right. However, <laughs> it was not the ending that I was hoping for, mm-hmm. nor the ending that I had
0: expected. It makes sense, and I kind of expected it to end it that way. I didn't I- think it was gonna have a happy ending so to speak
1: well it's not that i expected it to have a happy ending i just expected it to have a more textbook horror ending okay because they they did so much work to build up you know the the various things that edna has done that are very sinister and even down to the incontinence which yes is has happened with dementia patients and Alzheimer's patients. Like, same thing happened to Minona. But it also happened to Reagan and The Exorcist when she was possessed. Right. So it could have gone either way, but it was just a very... And I wasn't expecting a happy ending. I just was expecting it to go the more traditional horror route.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. But, I mean, but also, like, I don't know, once she kind of went back in... I kind of expected her to, you know, like, be there with her. But also, she's going to get that disease, too. And it was going to start spreading. I was expecting Kay
1: to die. Like, truthfully, that's what I was expecting. Mm -hmm.
0: And then at the end, too, like, you know, when the mold kind of, you know, continues to cover the...
1: The stained glass.
0: Yeah. I was like, well, everybody is dead now.
1: Well, (laughs) I I guess... or, Or you
0: can assume that they're on their way to dying,
1: I was expecting it to be, Kay's going to go back in the house, she's going to go with her mom, they're going to go hang out up in bed, and Mom's going to, or Kay's going to pull all the dead skin off of Mom, and then it's going to reveal this thing, and then this thing's going to attack Kay, and then the whole house is going to fall in on top of itself. That's what I was expecting.
0: (laughs) I'm going for the Carrie ending. (laughs) Yeah! That's what I was expecting. Well, I think that would have been good, too. But I don't know. I kind of like the way it ended.
1: So it, it just... <laughs> I I feel like I am... And this is me personally. I feel like I am not an artsy-fartsy enough person, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. to appreciate films like this. And that's okay. Yeah. It's fine. But I struggle with movies that I feel like are are unfinished or i
0: can, I can see why you'd say that
1: i I just there's because well why yes there is the whole yeah k's now got the black spot that's gonna eventually take her over and stuff it just feels like there was almost a p- piece of the plot that went off on another tangent and we never got resolution to it Angry. so we started off with Grandma Edna is a dementia patient. She's disappeared. All these other things have happened. But then it starts to take this little sinister turn. And mm-hmm. then you start to think that there's something m- more going on. And then you go into the house that's the upside down. Right. And um, and right when K- or Sam goes into the upside down and then she's going through and she's starting to freak out because she realizes she's lost. And then she turns around and the wall that she... Like, the the hallway that she just went down is now closed off. Yeah. Like, this is getting good. Yeah. (laughs) This is getting really good. I was
0: hoping, like, it was going to, like, consume her, too. Like, just, like, that mole was just going to, like, the wall was going to close in. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden she was like, oh, no, I can just open this
1: wall. Right? I'm just going (laughs) to kick my way through. And and even, like, the kicking the way through the wall Mm -hmm. to try to get away from demon Grandma Edna totally here for it yeah but it's just we went a totally different direction and then we just went back the opposite way Mm -hmm. and i get that it's supposed to have this greater this greater meaning and there's all this foreshadowing of great grandpa that also had the same thing and now mom's got it and there's the mold that consumes everything the way that alzheimer's consumes people in the end get that it wasn't what i was hoping for in a
0: movie Mm -hmm. i could see the uh, the artistic side of it you know over here your artsy fartsy friend (laughs) who went to film school but
1: you but friend you also liked the lego movie
0: i mean (laughs) i liked the jokes in there because i don't think that movie was for children but besides that (laughs) But I watch everything. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but also, you liked the Lego movie.
0: <laughs> well, here here's a little side note on that. I was watching it with m- my nephews and my niece, and I just happened to pay attention and I found myself laughing at things that they weren't laughing at, which meant this isn't really for children. <laughs> Because there's some adult jokes in here that kids are not going to get.
1: But even Disney, yeah, plugs little adult <laughs> humor in there,
0: which they just I, I do a appreciate. Job
1: of storytelling.
0: Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but I mean, I get why she went that that route. Um, kind of like leaving it open ended like that, And leading to you assume, you know what you know, make up your own mind. Uh like what happened and I feel like sometimes in art even like in paintings like it'll have a title but you know sometimes the artist still wants you to make up your own mind like what you feel about it what feeling you know you get from seeing this painting or short film or you know photography anything like sometimes I and I kind of like that in like, in, and I would say, I guess it would be more in contemporary art.
1: But I I guess I don't feel like it was open-ended. Because we know it happens.
0: I mean, but do we?
1: We do. Grandma Edna. Well, is... I mean, we know
0: Grandma, but like, and then we saw Kay, but I don't know. Like, what about Sam?
1: Maybe there'll be a sequel for Sam. I don't know. But I, I personally feel like the story got a resolution. Yeah. I don't, I didn't feel like it was open-ended. I've just felt like. The plot took a turn, and we never finished that turn
0: okay. we just
1: we just we st- we started going down one route and then we went down the horror route mm-hmm. and then we just went back a little here, bit, yeah, and we never kind of took
0: some turns,
1: yeah, and it just i don't know, maybe I'm just not explaining it properly, but I don't feel like the The more sinister part of the story got a resolution. That's true. Like from a movie perspective, yes, loop was closed. We know what happens. We like, I get it. It's a done deal. Mm-hmm. But I just was expecting, based on where the story had started to go, right. I was expecting more from it.
0: Okay, no, I get that. Well, well, I mean, overall, what what would you say? How many screams would you give it?
1: Give it three, three and a half.
0: I'm I'm right there too. Three and a half. For me. Give it three and a half. We're being tough this.
1: Time. Well, I'm. I mean, and, and I I almost wish that I wouldn't look at and this is me personally, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop looking at Rotten Tomatoes reviews <laughs> before I watch a movie. Because I look at it and I go, oh, this movie got an 80 or a 90 or what have you, amazing mm-hmm. score. And then I watch it and I just feel, either I'm one of the stupidest people in the American population and I just am completely Long. like incapable of understanding film, or... I am completely off or the the ratings are completely off base. And mm. I have run into this with a few other films.
0: Yes. Where
1: some some of them get completely trash reviews and I look at them and go I thought it was great. Thought it was yeah. fun and I I feel like we we put movies and we put film into a box. Mm-hmm. It either has to be so incredibly artfully done in this big cinematic masterpiece. And if it is, then it gets a a really spectacular review. Right. But you look at other films, good example, solo, the star Wars movie Mm -hmm. went into that, not expecting a cinematic masterpiece. Right. Like I'm, I'm going to go watch this and I'm not going to see it because I am going to be blown away or particularly moved or it's not going to change my life in any way. But I'm going to go see it because I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I've seen every other Star Wars movie on the face of the planet. I've watched the Clone Wars even, and I just want to go kill two and a half hours and and have a yeah. good time. And it was fun. I knew going oh, to yeah. It was the the main kid that played Han Solo wasn't crazy about him, uh, but everything else, it was a fun movie. Yeah. And I don't know. And and that's what I got out of it. But I feel like. With cinema, we can't as a as a society look at films and just go. This this serves this purpose. This film serves this purpose of just being fun, just mm-hmm. stupid fun. This film serves this purpose of you're gonna cry your eyes out, right. a la The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh God! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this one. This one yeah, they, was tough because it
0: got 91%. So,
1: yeah, I just I don't understand why. I, I mean, didn't I didn't hate it, but I did Is it 91? Probably not.
0: Uh, I Maybe like 80
1: 75%? If it would have gotten a 75, that would have not surprised me. Yeah. Cuz it was still good. I enjoyed it. I just the ending really was tough for me.
0: Well, and for you know, the debut for directing and co-writing, you know, for, for Natalie Erica James, I thought, you know, for what she did with it was I haven't seen, I didn't see her other movie, mm-hmm. but this one kind of being like a, a bigger deal than her last one, I guess. Like, I thought it was, it was well done.
1: It was beautifully filmed. Yeah.
0: Oh, and that too. It was. The cinematography in this movie was really it good. It was beautifully filmed. Yeah. Um, Whoever that was, good job.
1: the <laughs> The sound editing and the sound mixing also beautifully done. Yeah, it was incredibly well casted. Um, each of these three women is a total class act. They
0: were and they were directed very well. Mm-hmm. I think we really um, got a feel of like which character, like with each character, like what they were about, right? And, and such in in that little time.
1: And I appreciated that the one thing that I did like about the ending, and I think that this is something that people with feelings struggle with, and I am not one of them. This is the feeling that doesn't matter what your family has done to you. Mm -hmm. They're still your family. Yep. I personally don't have that feeling.
0: (laughs) Well, you know me. I mean, it's. I do. <laughs> to me,
1: to me people are people. You mm-hmm. don't you don't get to choose your family. Right. And that's why for for me personally, my friendships are those are my family because and and it's almost to me more important because you guys are the people that I elect to spend my time with. You're not the people that I feel genetically bound to or obligated to spend mm-hmm. my time with. And to me that is a more meaningful and special relationship. Yeah. And agreed. And and having especially when you have family that has wronged you or abused you in some way, I think it's a lot easier to separate that and go, "No, you're just people. You can you contributed half of my genetics Mm -hmm. but you're just a person and people suck and sometimes your family sucks and that's okay but I thought it was interesting that she chose to have Kay go back in the end to Edna because at the end of the day Edna's still her mother yeah regardless of what challenges they've had that have led up to them not speaking Mm -hmm. for a while she even though they didn't speak for a while she's still went out and tried to help find her yeah she still tried to help care for her and tried to get her into a place
0: well yeah even then like uh, you know after you know she was even looking like you know I want to put her in this place so they can take care of her and then you know she would finally was just like you know what no I'm gonna take care of you that's like what I have to do mm-hmm. I'm your daughter and
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I think we've all had kind of like a moment like that at least me I think
1: well <laughs> and with with my mom I, I would I would move heaven and earth for my mom like hands down because my mom's a wonderful human Mm -hmm. we're close we haven't always been but my mom has never harmed me physically or wronged me in in such a way that's unforgivable Mm -hmm. my dad on the other hand that was a whole other story
0: yeah but that's
1: yeah but that's that's a lot easier to separate it and go no you're a bad person you've done terrible things to me this is not something that f- that i can i can forgive you mm-hmm. but i cannot have you in my life because of these things but i think that that's a dynamic that we all struggle with particularly as as daughters with our moms because our moms are the model that the model of the women that we are supposed to become yeah and i thought it was really interesting that they really focused on that dynamic, not just between Kay and Edna, but also Sam and Kay. Yeah. Because they obviously disagree on the best course of care and action for Edna. And also, you know, Sam and Edna, as you mentioned, trying to take care of her and offering to come and move in and take care of her. But the, that dynamic, particularly between the two sets of daughters, is really interesting to me
0: yeah no, i i definitely agree um and i really um actually i learned a little bit more just kind of like where her her mind was when you know putting this uh, movie together i read an article um uh, interview um on the los angeles times and a lot of this uh was inspired by you know a really you know personal story of hers which is uh, with her grandmother um who you know lived in japan and suffered you know from alzheimer's and it was a like super slow decline and you know she just remembers how it had such a deep impact on her and it was just so heartbreaking to watch as we mentioned before just seeing anybody going through this alzheimer's or dementia it's it's really hard to watch it and and you can definitely sense that you know in w- with the writing of this movie you can you know definitely see that for sure um and then a lot of uh she uh, found a lot of inspiration also uh from uh asian horror mm-hmm. and as we know you know a lot of people in america like to remake asian horror films <laughs> just stop. so but i'm glad like she had like inspiration like you know she saw the others which i mean so good so good good. i feel like that's another one we need to talk about because there's a lot going on in that movie um and so i i liked that um you know that was another kind of inspiration of her you know going into the horror genre even though we kind of think this is more of a thriller But yeah, I I think we need to see the other movie, though, too, that she did.
1: Well, I I did watch it and it was not classified as a horror film. Oh, really? No, it was not. So so that's why I guess maybe that's what I'm having the hardest time with with the Mm -hmm. ending is that this is classified as horror and it really shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, I I don't. But, you know, there's movies like that, like, you know, going back to like, you know, the Asian uh, horror genre that she's inspired by, like a lot of those movies kind of. And and the stories kind of twist and turn, just kind of how this one did. They did, a little but
1: bit. I think, like, which movie specifically are you talking about?
0: Well, I kind of feel like the uh, original... um, Not The Ring, sorry. The Grudge? The Grudge.
1: But that one was still ghosties and violence, yes. and that was very clearly a horror Yeah, film.
0: that was definitely horror. <laughs> so I think... But I feel like there's just like story kind of like the twisting and turning and, and all that. Like I can see where she's getting a little inspiration from that.
1: Yeah. And, and I t- totally get that. But this was not a horror film. Yeah. 100% not a horror
0: film. No. But it is in the horror genre.
1: And it shouldn't be. Like, that's <laughs> that's what I'm struggling with. Is, yeah. is It's, it's not definitely
0: a, more a thriller than anything.
1: 100% more thriller.
0: Like, I don't think there was really parts that I really jumped. Zero jump scares. Yeah. Like, I was Zero. just more like, this is a story about the horror. Well, maybe it's just, like, they put it. In horror, because it's the horrors of dementia and Alzheimer's. I don't know. I I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, and there's, there are, to your point, there are pieces that are suspenseful. So the very beginning starts out, Edna's butt naked at Christmas time and like (laughs) staring into the dark Mm -hmm. and you just hear creaking and then she turns her head and it cuts to black and then suddenly Edna's missing. So I like, there are pieces that were suspenseful. We're going, oh shit. But zero jump scares.
0: yeah. I, I don't think I jump like not once. No, I might have like cringed a little bit, especially like the part where she starts peeling off the skin.
1: I think I let out a what the
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're peeling off skin now. Well,
1: and then when when she comes around the corner when they're in the upside down and they're trying to break out over the fireplace. Oh yeah, and she crawls around the corner. That's what I went. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 better hurry, if Enda's gonna get you. <laughs> better kick that wall faster, babe.
0: Oh yeah, it just oof. God, there's some. There were some good parts, but again, definitely just a thriller. <laughs> 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 definitely that. <laughs> um, and uh, a couple of other notes from the the article that I liked, uh, where the she talks about. Um, just the, the concept of uh, caregiving and the relationships between mothers and daughters, mm-hmm. like more specifically. Um, and, you know, I definitely kind of liked that dynamic. I know we kind of touched on that a little bit, um, you know, but she talks about, you know, where it, it just comes naturally. Like you, when it, especially when it comes to family, like you just kind of fall into that role at least, I don't know, like you said, I don't know about your family dynamic, but that's always happened in my family, well, where the women, like, you know, we take care of each other, like, you know, my grandmother gets sick, my mom, you know, was there pushing, something happens to my mom, I'm, you know, there, you know, taking care of the you just kind of fall into that role, and even in my, like, everyday life, I feel like I'm that person, <laughs> which I'm trying to change a little bit, but it's just something that's, well, I don't know. Always kind of fell on me and a little I, bit,
1: and I agree. And and to that point, society, since the dawn of time, there have been these very specified gender roles mm-hmm. that women's responsibility is to bear children, you know, provide you know by cooking and cleaning and and being nurturing mothers, and that goes back. Since the dawn of evolution. Yeah. There have been very specified gender roles for men and women forever. And... Especially, one of my favorite things to do is go back and look at old advertisements from the '40s and '50s. Oh yeah, you will gag.
0: Oh, Just I know. Like, oh, I've seen them. Like, was this for real? This is a real thing. Was
1: this for this real? was
0: really in the newspaper. Yeah,
1: like do this for your husband because he worked a long day. But like, I, I don't care, right? Like, I'm so
0: bad. Um...
1: It's, so, to that point, women have, for for millennia have been, not forced, I mean, some forced, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: we've just been, been kind of pigeonholed into this little box of women are nurturing and caregivers, they bear children, they take care of the elderly, yeah. they cook, they clean, blah, 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 blah. It's not that way anymore. Yeah. And you we're seeing this now new change where sometimes it's women that are the breadwinners in their family sometimes it's non-binary folks the gender roles have changed and, and the concept of gender as a whole has completely changed even within
0: the last 20 oh, yeah, years or so for sure
1: and i mean, they're I,
0: stay-at-home dads now
1: there are stay-at-home dads now <laughs> and Two of our very best friends in the whole wide world, Matt and Lindsay. Lindsay is the breadwinner, and Matt is the stay-at-home dad. Even He's got a college degree, and he worked a career for 10, 15 years, and then they had a baby, and Lindsay is now the breadwinner. And Matt takes care of the baby and goes and pushes him around. Although when he goes to the park, uh, he often jokes with Lindsay and says that he's, as he tells everybody, he's a single dad. And it, <laughs> and it makes her crazy.
0: <laughs> you're not a single dad you're a stay-at-home dad it's different stop telling all the ladies at the park oh it's so funny that's great yeah but
1: I I appreciate that she picked an all-female cast to showcase that because it I think as women we can really identify Mm -hmm. with constantly being being forced by society and gender norms to act a certain way and do certain things good example i'm 32 years old i've been married for 11 years if one more person asks me when i'm having children they're going to lose a tooth
0: or if somebody asks me when am i when i'm due
1: oh yeah that's the worst
0: that's a good one
1: yeah spoiler alert and if you want to be a mother 100 percent support you love you we'll love your children i love kids it's just it's not for everybody yeah and i think where i struggle is especially being my age i feel as though it's being imposed on me that my sole purpose in life was to procreate and have children yeah it's like bullshit there's shit i want to do (laughs) and and it's not saying that you can't do that if you have kids or that your life ends because it doesn't but there are things that i like doing that i cannot do with
0: kids and but it's your personal choice Mm -hmm. and that's all that matters exactly nobody else's opinion should matter after that point
1: no and even going into what caregivers go into so i could really identify with Kay mm-hmm. just being exhausted and at the end of the, her rope
0: yeah and yeah i know i totally felt her on that one
1: right like i can totally identify with that and especially caring for a parent that's ill or or any family member that's ill and yeah, ailing it's hard yeah and and especially alzheimer's is Oof. is unless you are trained and equipped and you don't have a job, that mm-hmm. is not something...
0: When I feel like they kind of came in there a little unprepared, too, because they didn't know what the heck was going on. No,
1: and they didn't know if they were even going to find her or not. Y-
0: yeah, so I, I kind of feel like, you know, there was kind of like an over-exhaustion, because she's just yeah. like, God, I didn't know... First, I thought she was going to be dead. Right. I I was totally waiting for that.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. First, I thought she was going to be dead. Now that I find out she's not dead, now she's clearly not okay. And I am not personally equipped in my life to take care of this right now. Yeah.
0: Well, and then that's why I was like with her a little bit when she was saying, you know, I want to find her a place, you know, they can take care of her because I know, you know, I'm just not prepared for this. Right. Um. You know, so I kind of, I know a lot of people will probably disagree, you know, but, you know, putting them in a home, it's like the worst thing you could do. But, you know, sometimes when you walk into a situation like that and you just know that whatever you can do is not going to help, then you have to seek, you know, somebody else to help you with that.
1: It's the judgment. It's 100% the judgment that... Because I feel
0: like she felt, she felt like... People were going to judge her.
1: And even by her own daughter, Mm -hmm. even her own daughter was going, no, I'm going to take care of her. If you won't, it's like, well, guess what kid mom works a full-time job and Nana needs full-time care. Yep. Like I cannot, I'm a single parent. I cannot do this on my own. And my mom was in the same way because my, it seemed like nobody talked to my dad. Nobody wanted to talk to him for obvious reasons, (laughs) but he didn't speak to his mother. So it fell on my mother To care for her when she developed Alzheimer's. And my mom is sitting there going, okay, one, this is not my parent. This is my children's grandparent, but this is this is not even my mother-in-law anymore. I've been divorced for however many years. And she also was a single parent working a full-time job plus freelancing at night. So she essentially worked two jobs. She's like, When the hell am I gonna take care of this woman? And the judgment that she faced from other people, primarily people at the church that she was attending at the time, oh boy, was really, really awful. And yeah. people saying, well, you just need to quit your job and you just need to do this and you need to focus on caring for her. And she's going, are you kidding me? I'm ta- I'm trying to take care of two kids. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't do that. And I'm not
1: getting any help from their dad.
0: That's what's wrong with this world.
1: <laughs> right? So it's it's that judgment that is really, and it's less imposed on men and it's more imposed. Like nobody was looking at my dad to try to help his mom, but it's more imposed on women because society still imposes these gender norms that women are responsible for being caregivers. Yep. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to say no.
0: I'm still learning that.
1: It is 100% okay. (laughs) And that's the other piece of this that I can tell the director really struggled with and that is setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is really difficult for people to learn. Yep. And really difficult to master. But particularly in, in high stress or difficult situations like this, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to push back and ask for help from others. And it's not just with caregiving. It's with with anything in life. Yeah. If you feel like there's something that is... Being asked of you that is too much, or you just—it's a—it's a rough day, and you just don't have the emotional or mental bandwidth to take care of it. Right. So, like, sorry, can't right now. Mm-hmm. I need, I need me time. <laughs> there are times when I turn off my phone.
0: Yeah, there's things I'm still working on that. <laughs> I'm getting there.
1: It's okay to say no.
0: You know me, the extra helpful person. <laughs>
1: I know, but and and it's wonderful. I'm like that mom
0: at the PTA meeting that keeps raising her hand for everything.
1: And it's wonderful (laughs) to be extra helpful, but is it sustainable long term?
0: No, I will say that
1: it will take years off of your life.
0: It is not. It is not sustainable long term. I'm here to tell you, (laughs) say no. No more. I am a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, but, but to your point,
1: I feel I feel like sometimes I go too far the other way, and I say no too much. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, to your point. It's finding that balance between the two of us, which yeah. is normally where a Peanut Dog would be sitting, but she's asleep <laughs> on the bed right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, peanut is our, our balance peanut
1: is the balance
0: <laughs> <laughs> well overall i really like this film and i do recommend people to rent it uh i mean it was i i watched it's it on voodoo it was 6.99 it's yeah. not bad it's
1: it's 100 percent worth a watch yes um it's it's really well done it's well written it's well casted yeah. it's well directed it's beautifully filmed every aspect of it is great I personally did not care for the ending, but everything up until the ending, like yeah, 85-90% of the movie, spot on yeah. wonderful I looked. think
0: that's where Rotten Tomatoes was hitting that 91%. They're
1: like we give the 91% of the movie, 91 uh, that 91%. It's, right, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely go check it out. But also, if they're is a movie that you would like to hear about and you want us to watch and make a review on it please email us at the at gmail.com
1: we like to talk shit about movies yeah and it's fun yeah Here it's much make it's, jokes it's much more <laughs> fun to be judgy when you don't actually have to make a movie
0: but we have some more movies coming up that we're gonna talk about even some oldie but goodies but you know so it doesn't have to be new you can email us with even older movies that you want to hear about
1: we got some old ones coming up in the schedule
0: oh yeah, yeah man. i can't wait mm-hmm. <laughs> but also don't forget to uh like us on facebook and on instagram and please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts
1: indeed
0: and don't forget to uh rate us as well yes we rate. love ratings and comments
1: rate and review please, please. <laughs>
0: Give a- oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else, but never mind. Oh, no, 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 say it, say it, say it. What are you going to say? No, I was just going to say, please email us. We haven't gotten any emails yet.
1: No, except from people that are like, hey, we noticed that people are downloading your podcasts. Here, come buy this.
0: Yeah, we would like to hear from our listeners, and we know you're out there.
1: Not people that want to buy us th- things. No, yeah, want no. us to buy things.
0: Right, we would like people who are listening to us and have questions, comments and concerns and or concerns
1: <laughs> I'm concerned about
0: right that's going to be the episode where we did the paranormal games That's where the concerns are going to come from.
1: I'm (laughs) concerned about the two of you if you put together an episode about.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But yes, thank you uh, for listening and tune in later for other episodes. Yep,
1: creep it real.
0: We'll scare you later.
1: Goodbye. Bye.